we have a lot to cover today. Door Classico Thrashing will get into Barca vs Atletico and then we'll cover India vs Nepal, the victory in the round 2 Olympic qualifiers. You're listening to Sports Talks and this is your host Avishek with a V in it. We breathe sports and help you breathe some of the fresh sporty air you need in your hectic schedule. Find us in Spotify, Google Podcasts and whichever platform you're in, we're probably there. We have with us Saurav Sah who is a writer at Sports Kida and World of Sports and also he'll be writing for Quadcover as well. A freelance journalist to be fair. So how are you doing? I'm doing well Abhishek. Uh, thank you for you know inviting me to be a part of this sports uh, to be a part of this podcast. And yes, uh, yesterday was a great night for Bayern. The Bundesliga title has now you know taken a turn with you know hardly uh, with the title running coming in. And Bayern is in a pole position with you know with their two points lead after being on the back foot for the most of the season. Going into the winter break, Bayern were literally were nine points behind, and now to have a two point lead over their closest title challengers, Dortmund, in itself is a statement to the league as well as to the entire Europe. Uh, this is in addition to the fact that they have already started reinventing their squad by the recent acquisitions of uh, Pavard as well as. Hernandez from Atletico Madrid and Stuttgart. I, as far as I remember, Stuttgart recently. Yeah. So yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bayern. Uh, the start of start, uh, the start of the season was a bit like not a bit. It was really really bad because it did take some time to improve his squad. But recently he has done wonders. And uh, there is also some uh, one thing which I want to cover before I get into the dirt classica, which is. There are fans. There are fans in Munich who are uh, constantly uh, using the hashtag Kovac out, and I don't know why they are using it because Kovac has improved Bayern's physical fitness drastically. Yes, uh, for me, Kovac has Kovac is going through a difficult time because he has been assigned with the task of you know this transition period from you know moving out the old card. The old card consists of your two major wingers, Frank Riveri and Aryan Robin, who have given them at least a decade of, if not a decade of service, at least somewhere near that. And to you know replace these with you know up and coming players such as Nabri and Vigel, as well as uh, you know. Ensuring that you know Muller fits into his new role while still getting the best of Lewandowski, that in itself is a challenge. At the back, they have also had you know Manuel Neuer's erratic form to deal, Manuel Neuer's erratic form to deal with, as well as Boateng. Both of them have now you know are reaching what you could say the end of their careers. Matt Hummels, as well, you know uh, he's also not getting anything. He's also not getting younger. So to come up with these, you know, replacements for them and, you know, to still ensure that, you know, they're competing in the league, they're actually leading the league right now from uh, after yesterday's results, as well as, you know, the uh, the fact that, you know, they were competitive in Europe. Yes, albeit they had a bad game against Liverpool, but at that, at that point of time, uh, you know, there is nothing that can be done. Kovac has taken it on his chin and he is trying to improve the squad as he goes. Uh, as we go into the you know the major end uh, title my uh, major run in part of the season i think bayern are looking much stronger yeah right now bayern is looking very very strong and the team is only going to get stronger in the next season because the average age of this team is also going to decrease when powered and uh, uh, hernandez is going to come so and and 
the best part is we'll have a lot of versatile players in the team like players like uh, uh, Lucas and then Pavard and Kimmich they can play in various positions like two three positions they can play in two three positions and which is going to be beneficial for the team in, in case of various other strategies we can do a lot of things lot of new things with this team so in that way in that way I think uh, Bayern is in a good place so let's dive now Coming to the game, uh, the dark last day, yesterday was an exciting and open-ended game. And uh, although the scoreline reflects a 5-0 victory to Bayern, it could have been a much different scenario if Dortmund would have scored in the opening stages. Dortmund had the chance in the early stages through, uh, I think, uh, I, mean, sir, I, I, I can't recollect, Dahoud. Yeah, Dahoud was the player who had the chance to, you know, score that opening goal. Right. But unfortunately, all he could uh, do was, you know, strike the outside of the post. And after that, it was all Bayern. As Lion Lewandowski's first finish, which is an excellent acrobatic finish, uh, even that, you know, gave them, gave them the lead. And after that, then the next goal was scored by... Uh, next one, uh, Javi Martinez, followed by Serge Nabry, and then the... Last 89th minute goal by Robert Lewandowski again. Right, right, right. The scoreline uh, means, although Bayern ha means, uh, as the scoreline reflects, you know, it's a 5 0 thrashing. But uh, Dortmund did well in some parts of the game. It was just that the four goals in the first half was enough to kill off their, you know, any ambitions of a comeback of sorts. And. Uh, they looked uh, they looked out of touch with you know with their form which they have recently displayed uh, in the uh, since the turn of the year Dortmund has dropped more points than Bayern having uh, drawn more games lost uh, probably not lost but they it seems they have lost that momentum which was carrying them in the early stages of the season and since the winter break you know if you look at it uh, the last week Alcacer two goals were genuine high quality. The first kick was free kick was thrashed in. So there's nothing you could do about that. But uh, those there have been really close victories in the last uh, uh, last few weeks for Dortmund. And the, the fact that, you know, now Bayern is at the top, it is going to take a real, real challenge from Dortmund to again, you know, rehaul Bayern and get into pole position. Right, absolutely. But uh, if you if you see the lineups, Dortmund really did lack of, lack quite a bit of firepower yesterday because yes yes Royce and to be honest Royce is also not getting any young he has lost uh, like a massive leap of his of his speed and then Sancho wasn't on his top form and like he was not yesterday so but if you see Bayern's like the firepower was intense with Nabri, Coman, Muller, Lewandowski up front with a 4-2-3-1 formation like it's uh, it's amazing to see how these guys are so desperate to get to the top. Like a player like Thiago, a player like Thiago, who is very calm, composed, he's sliding onto players players' legs to get the ball, to retrieve the ball, again build up the attack. It's amazing. Like uh, and also, if you see recent forms, uh, Bayern Munich has been really, really good. Bayern and uh, and Leipzig's recent form is the same. Uh, where Bayern has won four, drew one, but in case of Dortmund, they won three and lost two. So in that case, Dortmund is slightly different, but 
still i feel dortmund uh, the, the league has a long way to go and i think dortmund can pick up from here and i still predict and like i have my prediction on spot still that dortmund is going to win the bundesliga with 1-0 like with a, a one point lead so uh, getting into the depths of the der klassiker the first goal was like a uh, very very clinical you could, could not do anything about it to be honest because the placement of the ball by matt summers was very good and like uh he got on top of all the defenders and caught the goal- goalkeeper off guard to be honest uh the next goal uh it was a defensive mistake it was a defensive mistake by uh, zagadu as far as i remember he was the one who was uh, trying to tackle uh, lewandowski but went past through and then flicked the ball over the goalkeeper and then the acrobatic finish which we are seeing again and again in the social media the next most clinical goal of the match was the goal of javi martinez going past and between two and fro four five players into the back of the net and then comes serge nabri and the classic classic uh, celebration of serge nabri with david alaba where they about that celebration of like cooking alaba uh, like pretending to add some salt to it like basically burn like burning it off for the dortmund in front of the fans and noir has also been great yesterday uh now let's get into some stats we are saying that bayern was relentless yesterday and that is true because bayern had 22 shots on goal where 10 were on target whereas dortmund had just four with one on target uh and when it, it comes to passing accuracy they are quite the same because bayern had 87% and dortmund had 81 with corners 11 and one respectively so you can see bayern had dominated the game and there was no way for dortmund to get past bayern match just nothing so what do you feel do you feel uh, like me i i feel Dortmund has a chance. Do you feel that? Uh, Lucien Favre has to actually work a lot on the squad after the means currently with you know the uh, means Dortmund don't have anything to look forward like uh, the Bundesliga both the German teams both the German uh, teams right now they don't have the Champions League to look forward as both of them are out of it and uh, so that means the league is the only thing that they can you know currently concentrate on. Dortmund will need to need to you know recover from this recover recover from this uh, you know thrashing and that I feel will be the most challenging part. They take on uh, means they still have around ten games to go, so ten games are quite a bit at this point of time. But if Dortmund are to win, uh, are to you know win this league, they have to show much more resistance. And yeah. while there are only two points behind. you have to realize that dortmund has been the most attacking and most enthralling in it much more than bayern this season so i see them you know if not anything else competing till the end while the results now they will now all they can do is they can focus on their games because it is now the equation is out of their hands they can only focus on their games and they can keep on winning at their end whatever bayern does it is for it is, and the keep their fingers crossed that you know bayern drop points and they'll be able to overtake them uh the, the, there are only six games left by the way because bundesliga has 34 matches but but uh in dortmund 
they really don't have any challenging game games upcoming because the only challenging game they are going to face is Montreal at back, which is the last game, which is on the last match before Montreal. I think they can pick it up from there. So uh, let's talk about the Atletico Madrid. Yes, yes, uh, a brilliant game to watch. Means uh, the new camp was packed, and what was, this was considered as a title decider. Means uh, not a title decider in the sense that uh, they are already seven points coming to this game. Uh, Athletic were seven points of the mark, but uh, after yesterday's game, now Barcelona have a eleven point lead going into you know the Champions League tie against Manchester United in the midweek. So. This is something an 11 point lead is something with only seven games to go is something I don't expect Barcelona to slip up from, uh, slip uh, slip up from. But coming to the game, both teams started off well. Barcelona had the chance to you know take the early lead, but uh, Atletico Madrid kept on persisting, and until the sending off, everything was equal. What do you say about the sending off, Abhishek? Uh, I think I think there was something. Uh, which the which basically Diego Costa said, like which was very very abusive. Even when I was watching the match, the commentators said that, like he stripped off, he flipped, and like uh, he said something to the referee, which was very offensive, and that's why he got uh, the red card right on his face immediately. So you just can't do that thing. You just can't do that. Um, if, if, if you look at it, uh, means one of the means uh, while the spectators were confused, there was no there was no discernible uh, you know show of regret by the referee because the language from means uh, the recent the I was just going across the Guardian report and the basically the Spanish phrase that was used to you know. Uh, Spanish phrase directed by Costa towards the referee was, you know, that is refers to defecating on the prostitute mother. So that in itself is a very highly contentious language that is being used by a professional player. So I think the referee was within his rights. There were no complaints at Simeone's, Simeone's end. The only thing he could do was react at that point of time, and he did that by, you know, send, uh, taking off Arias and sending on Correra, which was the best they could do. And right and. Uh, Irrespective of that, it it was only in the 85th and the 86th minute that you know Atletico finally you know were broken, and that is when I believe you know that and that is when I believe the La Liga title uh, you know yeah. is now safe in Barca's hands. Yeah, it's gone to Barca right now, and I I don't I don't think there is any way back right now. Uh, if there is like if there is no miracle, I don't think uh, anybody is going to stop Barca. Uh, right. Let's get into some stats before we discuss the gameplay. Barca uh, had 21 shots on goal, a 21 shots with 10 on target, whereas uh, Atletico had nine with two on target. Uh, passing accuracy, Barca is acing it with 90, and uh, Atletico with 80. So you can see uh, Barca did take advantage of the 10-man squad of Atletico. Uh, but let's get into the match right now. After the 28th minute sending off Liga Costa, don't you think that uh, Atletico kind of played better? 
I think Atletico, uh, for the majority of the match, did their uh, did their job stupendously in the sense that you know they were pressing, they were closing, they were creating chances, and at a certain point in the second half, they were beginning to edge it a little as well. But it is just that the numerical advantage was much more a numerical advantage helped Barca, you know, stay in the game. If you look at, you know, there is a certain point in the 60th minute when, uh, you know, it seemed that, you know, Atletico Madrid are the dominant move and they were the ones who were more energetic on the field. Closing down, making spaces, creating small passes, ensuring that, you know, the ball ball is reaching the players. Barcelona, when they were on the ball, they were excellent. Uh, but they were only looking to, you know, they were looking for a through ball from the Suarez or Messi to run on to. Messi started playing a bit deeper and that was one of the major reasons why I think the goal was created. If you look at the Suarez finish, it was an excellent finish. But that is, in the build-up to that, you know, Messi has dropped back, you know, you have, you can see Malcolm, you know, moving more to a hugging the touchline a bit more. So, all these factors contributed to that, you know, Atletico goal, uh, Atletico concede, uh, uh, Atletico conceding a goal. Yeah, the the first goal by Suarez was assisted by Jordi Alba, and yeah, nothing new, nothing new. But holding that team of Barcelona, that team are going for the treble this year with a man down till 85th minute is a tremendous job and a tremendous difficult task to. Like, right, right. Uh, like obviously, we all knew that there will be some point where uh, Barca is going to break the deadlock, uh, but we didn't even uh, like we did not predict that it would be uh, like so late in the game, so late. Because uh, yeah, there were moments in the game where like I, I personally felt that I think uh, Liverpool is going to uh, uh, Atletico is going to score. There was some point because there were total nine shots, and they kind of seemed to be uh, dominating uh, like a few patches of the game, a few patches. But majority of the game, they kept on defending. And when it comes to defense, I think we are looking at the best defensive lineup, of, like of all of Europe. I think, and uh, maybe the defensive lineup of uh, Juventus might be competing with this. But I. Think uh, this is the best because Godin Jimenez Oblak, like and Oblak was sensational. He saved. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Print of all the shots uh, that uh, were on target, uh, and uh, and just two might slip of the goal of uh, Suarez, like he uh, struck off the bar, and uh, obviously it was a very very precise and very uh, like measured placement by Suarez uh, but after saving so many shots you can afford to uh, concede to when your defense is not helping you so that's fine I that's fine I think by Oblak conceding two goals uh, it won't it's not a good day for Atletico Madrid but I think Oblak did his best and he did pretty good yes 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 um, yeah, so that about, uh, that is the only thing in the, these were the two games yesterday. And now coming to the uh, India-Nepal India match in the, with the rest of the Olympic qualifiers, Avishek will, could you please elaborate uh, a bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Indian India women's team defeated Nepal 3-1, okay. So, 
we were kind of kind of uh, worried about this game because nepal and india both knew themselves uh, but like they have faced each other uh, the first one with uh, they uh, lost to not so long lost to nepal uh, 2-1 i guess and then again in the saf championship final we thrashed them 3-1 uh, but again we have the same scoreline one of the round to olympics qualified at um, uh, mandalay tree stadium at mandalay myanmar so india has now six points uh in two matches with only one like one team to play with again which is uh, myanmar uh so basically uh, i'm just quoting one of our uh, players like our captain asthala devi she said that we want to win this match and i'm happy that i could contribute for my team with a goal nepal always a tough opponent to face so this win uh, is all the more sweeter so this is the feeling at the like this is the vibe at the of the indian women's team and also 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 uh, the women's team before before this was in the press our manager uh, ms rocky had said that he, uh, she's going to take this match very 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 seriously and uh, they really did well uh, i I, I could see that uh, india was pushing india was pressing high up high up this pitch and they were not letting anyone get in uh, but also like they did concede a goal but that's okay so this like not much to talk about this match as india aced it through uh, we can just quote it a bit and also we are really really happy for it like uh, because i think the indians women's team's performance is way way better than what the men are doing right now uh, the indians women ranks at 63rd they did at 62 but they dipped a bit they to one rank with 63rd in it where uh, nepal is at 103 as far as i remember so it, they had to ace it pass through so guys this is where we end our podcast and we'll be back again with the usual draws and other premier league la liga matches bundesliga matches so stay tuned and keep following and also show your support in our social media handles facebook instagram youtube twitter uh, and do listen to our podcasts uh, in spotify and uh, google podcasts in any platform you uh, use we are probably there so thank you and have a great day